Welcome to the Calyrex Game Corner's Pokemon D&D campaign, featuring Cindy, a young vagabond from the Hoenn region with pyromaniac tendencies, Gimli, a stocky, burly miner from Sinnoh looking for his lost son, Elodie, an enthusiastic foodie and baker from Kalos, and Schmidt, an enigmatic man from Johto with a duck. My name is Rich, and I'm the Game Master, and this is Dunsparce and Drampa. The last time we got together, the party met the Winstrate family, made some new friends of Pokemon and people, and ended up rescuing a battered Mareep from the clutches of a devious Ralts. Uh, they ended up knocking out the Ralts. The kid gave a reward to Schmidt, and now they are on their way, rushing to Lava Ridge Town to get to the Pokemon Center to, in hopes to save this Ralts. They burst open the doors, the sliding doors of the Pokemon Center, and what do they do? Go to the nurses at the counter okay yes you yes. approach the nurses at the counter um it seems like they are busy tending to a vase of flowers with a large pink pokemon that has an egg in its belly and they're just admiring these tulips that are in a vase and they're smiling and giggling hey, yo this Ralts is kind of dying yeah <laughs> i know the flowers are really important it, it appears that they didn't notice you coming yeah. And one of them turns around and says, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Let me take a look. And she outstretches her hands to receive the Ralts. Do you let it happen? Yeah. Oh, yes. Gimli is carrying Ralts. Okay. Yes. Yes, I do let it happen. Um, the nurse receives the Ralts and she takes a good look at the Ralts and she says, mm, looks like this little friend's going to be fine. Just give me one moment. And she walks quickly into a back room while this large round egg creature looks directly in Gimli's eyes and says, Chancy! Hello? <laughs> it's just staring right at Gimli. It's just... <laughs> cool. You... How's it going? <laughs> Is that what you say? Yeah. Roll a, roll a Pokemon handling. Okay. Uh, it was... All... <laughs> I got... Ten. Ten. Yeah. It says, Chancy! And keeps looking at you. Very good. Right. Uh, then you're right. <laughs> you all have been in a Pokemon Center before, but you notice two things that are a little bit different. Uh, for yeah. one, it's pretty quiet in here. Uh, it, the nurses are probably distracted because no one's really coming through. You yeah. also notice that on the back left wall of the Pokemon Center, there is a opening with straw like in a straw doorway it's like not a proper door and it leads out to a ramp that goes somewhere outside it is not blocked off it is not contained it seems like people can freely walk into that area that's what you notice do you decide to wait do you decide to do something what is the party's plan yeah, what do can we, we heal our pokemon real quick before we do anything else yeah you sure can uh it looks like there is no nurse available at the moment but the Chansey is still at the counter, and the Chansey overhears your discussion about healing Pokemon and walks closer to the counter and looks at all of you and says, Chansey! I hand over my Pokemon without question. Great. Yeah. Um, Chansey lifts up a tray that has slots in it, and it seems like you can put your Pokeballs in there. And for a basic heal such as this, Chansey makes a slight turn to the right and inserts them into a machine. It flashes some lights, and you can all see little silhouettes of the Pokemon that are inside the balls, and it makes a pleasant chime. 
Just after a couple of seconds, Chansey pulls the tray out, puts the tray back on the counter and says, Chansey! Thanks, I trust this Chansey with my life. <laughs> you may just have to. <laughs> no. no? <laughs> um, the nurse comes back with um, a Ralts in her hands that is squirming and healthy and restless. And she says, well, it's all healed up. Uh, it seems like it's not registered to a Pokeball. Does this belong to one of you? Are you on good terms? Or is this just a wild Ralts? Not yet. <laughs> she uh, says, oh my, uh, I guess I should hand it back to you then? Sure, yeah. I'll happily take it. Okay, roll a dexterity and she will as well because this little Ralts okay. is squirming. 13. Um, she rolled slightly worse. As she hands the Ralts over to you, it locks eyes with you and vanishes. No, no. Uh, roll a perception. Okay. It teleported. <laughs> That's awesome. You get the general sense that it couldn't have gone that far. And it went not towards the door you came in. That's all about all you know. Um, other, if you ask for help, perhaps others can help you investigate. If you are truly curious, where did he go? Perception. Also, I don't know if any of your Pokemon have skills that might be relevant to this. Maybe, maybe not. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. Let me take a gander. <laughs> you got a sixteen. Yeah. You notice ever so slightly the straw door that leads to the outside of the Pokemon Center in the back is rustling a little. I'm gonna run over there. Yeah. Okay. Communicate information, so Melody <laughs> knows. Um one or two or all of you run over there. You run through the straw door and you find yourself on a little wooden path that leads up some rocks into a little body of water that is surrounded by mossy cobblestone. On your right along the way, there are beautiful vibrant flower bushes. These bushes nice. are a rich leafy green with red petals. I would like to note I did not chase after them. I'm still in the Pokemon Center. Okay, are you just vibing? What are you doing? Uh, I'm investigating the, the the pocket full of stuff I have. Okay, cool. Uh, are you trying to figure anything specific about it? Uh, you can make a yeah. roll. The first two things? That are the things, yes. you know? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah. You can make a roll for it. Uh, 16. That's not a bad roll. Th they are what you think they are. <laughs> How's that? Oh, like the, the good one? Not yeah, the... the good one. Oh. Oh, okay. That changes things. Okay. Um, yeah, no, that changes things. Okay. Yeah. Anywho, no particular sign of your little Ralts friend. But maybe out there. Who knows? I sniff the flowers. You sniff the flowers? Uh, roll, a, roll a sniff check. D20. Yeah, this is just a sniff. Good old sniff. 19. 19. That's a really good sniff. Yeah, you get a really deep inhale, and it, they smell really good. You're not quite sure what species of flower they are, but these bushes are very fragrant. Um, as you inhale and lift your head up, your nose bonks against a particularly hard red flower. Flower is supposed to be hard. Do you do anything about this? I investigate the hard flower. Yes. What is your means to? Are you just looking? Are you using your hands? Poke it. You're going to poke it? 
Okay. Yeah. You poke the flower, and it lets out a little... Uh, excuse me? Is, Do is... I see anything different about this flower that makes noise? Uh, it's really... It doesn't look like a flower, but it's, like, the same color. It's, it almost looks like the, there's, like, some green under it that looks... It's, like, the same color as the foliage, but it's, like, a dome. And then the flower itself is just, like... It's almost... It's, like, a two-dimensional, like, triangle. Oh, I think I found our world's friend. <laughs> yes, I think so, too. I'm gonna come over to because I'm assuming you said I think we found our waltz went over like yeah. out loud. Yes. I'll come over and be like, oh, there is a part of the bushes that is trembling. Assuming I have cabbage out because I probably took it out after we yes. got some healed up. Yes. And be like, hi, Ralts. Do you want to play with my friend Cabbage and like push Cabbage towards the direction of Ralts? Okay. Yeah, give me a charisma check from Cabbage and add five to it because this is like a very LED thing to do. Uh, 19. Whatever Cabbage has, the magic touch, who knows? Ralts gets lured out of the bushes and you can see from under its helmet-shaped head uh, its very small eyes look delighted and less scared and now more just entranced with Cabbage's magic. Can ask him. I can, yeah, I'll ask. I'll, um, I'll ask the Ralts. Do you want to continue playing with Cabbage and come on an adventure with me? Nice question. Uh, yeah. Roll. I, you could make that charisma. It's either charisma or Pokemon handling, but I think Pokemon handling might be a charisma stat. Actually, actually, don't know. I don't know either. I think it's wisdom. Oh yeah, it's wisdom. It's wisdom for sure. Wisdom, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think this is more of a charismatic plea than it is like a wrangling kind of thing. So. Charismatic wrangling. Yeah. Wrangling <laughs> with charisma. You ever wrangle with words? <laughs> that was an 11. Ralts is not really paying attention to you. Just cabbage. Not saying like you can't try to catch it, but it didn't listen to what you said. Try and use a Pokeball on it. <laughs> okay. What kind of ball? Uh, I think I'll just use a premier ball. Okay. Give it a shot. Same. Roll a d20. Let's go. The way that that was just a two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Um, you throw out your ball. And it encapsulates Ralts for a brief second, and then it explodes open broken. You will not be able to use that ball again. And Ralts is starting to come out of a, a daze after being so entranced with Cabbage. Ralts fires off a, a, a little attack at Cabbage. Oh, no. Uh, does an 11 hit? Uh, no. Anyways, Ralts channels up a little psychic blast and fires it towards Cabbage, but Cabbage nimbly dodges. Ralts is looking a little more weary now. Wary, not weary. Wary is the right word. Wary. Yes. Uh, Schmidt, I want to kind of check in with you. Are you doing anything out of curiosity? Uh, investigating the, the, the stuff. Okay. Um, the, the third thing? The third thing, yeah. Um, does that do anything? It could. Okay. You can try and intuit it with a roll. Yeah, yeah, That's a 12. 12, yeah, you're not exactly sure. Um, it has an energy to it, but you don't quite know what it does. Cool. Can I have Cabbage go for a fake tears on it? Yes. They rolled a natural four. Whatever you want to do with fake tears succeeds. Cabbage, noticing that Ralt is upset. 
and fired an off attack that missed, locks eyes with Ralts and starts to cry. Just very convincing fake cry. And Ralts starts to feel a little sad for Cabbage. Like they made might have made a mistake. Maybe they it's lost a friend. This is your chance. This is your chance. It's like, oh, you're ma- no, you're ma- you're making Cabbage sad. Maybe if you were just best friends and you oh, hung right. out together. True. Yes, I'll do that. Yes. Okay. I'll be like, no, you're making Cabbage sad. Come with us. <laughs> okay. Uh, you can just you can just roll the ball. I think. I'm rolling. What am I rolling here? Just a d20. I'm doing. I'm not telling you the secret modifiers. This was one was a 14. Okay. You throw the ball at the Ralts, who is feeling some sympathy for Cabbage, who is crying. Very convincingly, fake crying. The ball shakes once. And twice. And three times. You caught yourself a Ralts. Congratulations. Let's go! It's time for some dice rolling. Um, I need you to roll for its gender as well as its nature. You need to do it in an order, but you can choose that order, but... Uh, what is the Ralts gender ratio? I it's 50-50. 50-50. Yeah. So female's odds. Female's female evens. Odds, okay. It's a female. Congrats. That's what you wanted, right? Yes. Very full female good. Girl power. Except for blueberry, but that's fine. Um, roll nature. I rolled a 13. I am looking for That is innocent. Odds. Oh, perfect. It is Ooh. charisma plus two, wisdom minus two. Not, not perfect. Perfect. <laughs> I think it's all right. Um, you, you might notice that this Pokemon has a stat that is unusually high for Pokemon. <gasps> wow, is it because it's a psychic type? Whoa. What, what, I didn't say anything. What are you talking about? Uh, do you have a nickname? I'm thinking Key Lime. Okay. It's kind of green. Yeah, I like it. Pretty, pretty pie-like, honestly. After catching... This lovely key lime, the Ralts. Um, all of your Pokeballs do the little wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. What do you do? For now, I'll send Grape Juice a PC. Okay. And then I'll probably switch them out later before the gym, if we do the gym. You touch Grape Juice's Pokeball, the shiny Marsh Stomp. And it yeets itself into cyberspace. And you get the feeling that you could quickly access it within the Pokemon Center at the PC there. Y'all did it. What's next for you? Is the nurse back? Can we ask them about, like, we heard stories about the uh, the springs and, like, kind of investigate that a little bit? Kind sure. curious. Yeah, so you want to go back inside and speak to the nurse? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, I will rejoin the party by this point. Excellent. Yep. After rummaging in your pockets for a bit in deep thought, you witness yeah, yeah. as the party yeah. comes back in and Elodie has a smile on her face. Gimli asks this question to the nurse. She says, Yeah. It's been a problem for a few months now. The summer is usually a really busy time for tourism here, but basically no one's been coming through. Everyone's attributing it to the hot springs. What's funny is that the sand in front of the springs is still plenty warm, but I think that's because of the sun. But without the geothermal activity coming from Mount Chimney, well, no one wants to come here anymore. It's, it's quite a shame. Yeah, has anything been happening on the mountains that would cause this? Seems weird. Nurse Joy says, well, not to my knowledge. There hasn't been a lot of people up there. There used to be a lot of sightseers who would go up to the caldera and take a look around because it was a pretty stable volcano. And you could look at the lava fire types loved it up there. But now that's cooled down. I mean, you get some hikers and sometimes they mess around and it's, it's all cooled on the top, right? It's just hard obsidian up there. And so people will wander around, but it's not nearly as exciting, I suppose. I'm not sure what it is. It's still a lovely town here, though. We enjoy being here. And Chansey says, Chansey! It does seem quaint. We'll be here for a little bit, so take it in. 
Anything, uh, any sites that you think we should like check around town? She thinks for a bit and she says, well, if you weren't already here, I'd recommend you go to the Pokemon Center. And she lets out a little giggle because she thinks she is so funny. Of course, of course. <laughs> um, she says, well, if you're trainers, the Lava Ridge Gym is always a, a hot spot, pun intended, so to speak, in this town. But we also have some cute little stores that are run by some retired folks who live around here. Just wanting to keep themselves busy. Maybe that's worth checking out. There's the right of learning as well. I understand that trainers like to go there. It's a new establishment. It only opened up shortly after the volcano went quiet. Ooh, yeah, we could check out the right of learning. Yeah, let's go take a look at that. Thanks for your info. Just of course. Have a good time. Do we all walk outside? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You walk outside and you look around. You're at about the center of town and everything that the nurse said seems to be true. Lava Ridge Town is a quaint town that seems like what would be a typical vacation destination and retirement village. You have walked into and partially noticed the world famous Lava Ridge Hot Springs appended to the Pokemon Center on the west. But as you saw, no one is bathing at the moment. At the foot directly to your right, at the foot of the mossy cobblestone wall that holds in the pool is monochrome black and white and sandy brown sands where there are a few folks lying in the sand sunbathing alongside strange oval objects that are buried in the sediment. You see directly in front of you the right of learning a majestic scientific-looking building across the street from the Loveridge Pokemon Gym, the gym of which features a plume of smoke billing out through a hole in the roof. In the southeast corner, there is a series of homes and shops, including a Pokemon Mart. Overall, the town seems pretty quiet, but it's clear that there's room for a large influx of tourists when necessary. We got small town shoppies, right of learning. So what do we want? Good with both of the right of learning first. There's also... As you were going to the right of learning and leaving the Pokemon Center, Sam was particularly intrigued at the multicolored sand that was outside of the hot springs. And she turned to you all and she said, if you don't mind, I'm just going to like poke around and do some research about the sand. I think it looks very interesting. You head straight to the right of learning. You approach and you see a large sign that says right of learning, Lava Ridge. And there are some large, very like futuristic, modern looking sliding glass doors. Do you enter? Yes. You do so. Um, around you, you see a pretty similar to site to what you saw in Fortree, but just a little bit different. You are in a wide open expanse of people doing research. There's lots of PPE. There are people in lab coats wearing goggles. There's some people wearing hard hats. There are also Pokemon around, and they are in PPE as well. You see a Machop wearing a hard hat. Uh, you see just people in coats with Pokemon that are carrying things for them, like stacks of papers and clipboards as they run from corner to corner, conducting tests and reading books, opening tablets, all of that jazz. You are approached by a tall woman who has uh, red hair in a po- in a side pony, and she's being followed by a little metal floating circle that has a little face on it. She says, welcome, trainers. This is the right of learning. Have you come for some research? Oh, we have. Yes. She says, excellent. My name is Professor Mahogany. The focus of our research currently involves how Pokemon interact with objects and items and artifacts. If you would like to volunteer your Pokemon for research, hand them over and we'll see what we can do. Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. That sounds fun. Yeah. Um, I'll hand over Richie. Okay. And then I will say, I also picked this up along the way, and then I'll hand him the magnet. Okay. Uh, Professor Mahogany receives the magnet from your hands, and Richie sent out and starts kind of hovering with glee. Mahogany says, oh, yes, very logical. Let's give this a shot. Emolga, come here. 
And Richie doesn't usually respond to Emolga, but understands that this instruction is for him. So he flits over and she says, here, take this. And Emolga picks it up. Roll a strength or dex for Emolga. Uh, okay, that's plus five. <laughs> uh, 17. Is that, is that sufficient enough? 17 plus five? Yeah, it is. Um, Emolga grabs the magnet with its little feet and he flits around joyously. It is adding some weight. She says, hmm, this probably won't do. It seems like he enjoys the item, does he not? Does he enjoy the item? It looks like he's he likes it. He's kind of just like floating and looking at it. Uh, he's he's into it. It's neat. I wonder if. Uh, can I use some rope to see if I can, like, make a little backpack for Molka for the weight? Or like oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> Do you want to volunteer that? Yeah. Information? OK. Professor Mahogany says, I had an idea that was a much less elegant solution, but. By all means, fashion that. And sure. she. Um, she asks, do you have any rope or string? I do, yeah. I have like 30 feet of rope in my bag. She, she says, great. She says, Bronzor, would you please help this man? And the little circle makes a clang sound and slides over and turns its back horizontally up to Gimli as if to be like a table to work on. Oh, nice. Um, roll a craft check. Uh, Is that working? Is that <laughs> I'm not sure what what do you think yeah, I mean, makes sense for that? I don't know. I mean like I'm like fastening a backpack. It's not anything fancy, like it's like almost like I, I have proficiency in survival, so I'm gonna try to spin this in a way that makes sense because it's not like it's like a complicated thing. I'm just making like almost like a sling. Right. It's tying a knot, right? Yeah, I'm like I'm not doing it. I'd say that's like survival. I would say survival. That's very boy scouty. That's very fair. Yeah, roll survival DC eleven. Okay, that's is that do we do that with like wisdom? Is that survival? Yes. Yeah, survival's wisdom. Okay. Yeah, then we'll do that. Yeah, rapid roll. Now (laughs) twenty. Okay. Yeah. Uh, It looks, however, you think looks coolest. If you have a way to describe it, you can just tell me what you want it to look like. Like I just like the idea, like he's got a little backpack with his magnet. I literally took rope and fastened a backpack for the magnet. Okay. Yeah. Do you like the shape of the magnet, or would you want it to be different? I, was, I thought it was just going to be like string attached to the magnet and the magnet itself was like just hanging on his back. Yeah. Right. But like I'm saying like you can change the shape of the magnet if you want. I can change the shape of the magnet because yeah, right now it's like the horseshoe shape, right? But you could just like, yeah, you do whatever. I think it's fine as a horseshoe shape. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gimli uses bronze or as a little table to fashion a cute backpack for Richie the Emolga. In the meantime, Professor Mahogany holds up like a really comedic looking like uh, it looks like a gun with like a satellite on the end of it that like shoots a scanning laser. And she is scanning the magnet as Ginley's working on it. And she says, yep, as expected, this should make its electric type attacks more powerful. Very exciting. Uh, How how much rope is consumed by making this? Uh, You rolled a nat 20. So like only the amount you need, like uh, like six inches. Okay. wow. Okay. Yeah, I now have twenty nine point five feet of rope. Yeah, 
I wouldn't even record it. Like, I, I think yeah. that you get, it's like a freebie, yeah, okay, basically. Okay. <laughs> um, she says, please instruct Richie to use an electric attack, and a little probe comes out of the ground. Yeah, Richie, use Spark Plus, because okay. that is what I have it listed as in here. <laughs> okay, yeah, do that. Uh, roll it. Just roll to hit. Uh, rolling, 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 rolling. Oh, plus eight. Richie's busted, I forget. Um, That's a 15. <laughs> The 15. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the it Richie charges into the little probe, casts its body in electricity, and it glows kind of like a Tesla coil. And uh, Professor Mahogany is very impressed. She says, yes, you should notice that your damage is much more significant now on electric type attacks. Um, to be clear, while you are holding the magnet, uh, you can add a plus four to your electric type attacks. Just flat. Hell yeah. Just on the damage side. Yes. Yeah, imagine it just hits more because of the magnet. Drawing them close. <laughs> she says, now I want to be clear, you do not have to provide your own objects or items here, but it was great that we had a volunteer. Would any of you other trainers like to test anything while we're here? Um, yeah, I have some Pokemon with some unique properties, and I was wondering if we could see if any anything you have, maybe they respond to it in, in a unique way. She says, um, very well, show me. So I have uh, this little guy, Bean. He doesn't look very uh, different on the surface, but he has some pretty unique properties that we found over time. And um, and he just pull him out of my shirt like this little guy here. And okay. um, and I, I caught this Dwebble who has a pretty unique uh, looking shell about it. So I was curious about it and its properties. She says, hmm, let me take a look. And she will, in fact, take a look. Oh, wow. She rolled well for both. You are quite lucky. She says, I'm familiar with these types. They are both rock types, correct? Correct. Uh, the Dwebble, to me, looks like it has made a home inside of a gemstone, which, I, while I'm not entirely sure what the effects are on it right now, um, I'd be curious to see how that stone metamorphizes if and when it evolves, because it is known that Dwebbles seek their home in a rock of their preference, and when they evolve, it becomes fused with their body. So ah. I'm very curious to see what develops from this. As it currently stands, I can't tell if the Dwebble has any extraordinary abilities, but stick with it, and we'll see. As far as this Larvitar, great rock type. This one is quite young. Hatched very recently. Well, it seems pretty powerful. I noticed that it doesn't show a lot of emotion, which is fairly uncharacteristic for Larvitar, which are usually pretty rowdy. Have you noticed that as well? And uh, we've taken notice uh, from times at the Doctor that he doesn't seem to have a heartbeat. Very interesting. Would you mind taking him over here with me? And she points into like a little side room. Not at all. Cool. Um, she marches in there. And as you start walking, she says, the rest of you are invited as well. This doesn't need to be private. So you're welcome to follow them into this room if you'd like. I will follow. Yeah, I don't yeah. mind. Join me. Sure. We'll follow. Cool. So she has in front of you. It looks like someone was like excavating a slab of rock. And there is just it's not I don't want to say it's a slab. It's like the size of a very large conference table is laid flat and there's like brushes and hammers and people are digging fossils out of like this, uh, this, this slab of stone. Oh, she says this was retrieved uh, on the summit of Mount Pyre. We found some interesting specimens from this rock that date hmm. back uh, over 50,000 years. Wow. We know that rock types have an affinity for these sorts of uh geologic items 
So why don't you just let your little bean friend here run around on the fossil and see what happens? Sure. Go ahead, um, bean. There's a scientist who is like brushing on it and he looks at Professor Mahogany like, what? No. <laughs> what? No, I'm working right now. And she kind of looks over at him like, no, it's fine. Let it happen. Um, bean stands on the fossil and just kind of gazes around for a little bit. Roll, roll like a roll wisdom. I don't know what kind of check, but roll wisdom for bean. Bean. All right. Uh, wow. 17. Bean looks into the corner of this fossil geologic slab and sees something that's poking out that very much interests bean. Bean runs over there and points at it and grunts when he gets excited, which has only basically happened one other time. And oh. he is he's looking at this specific piece of rock with, with great joy. Professor Mahogany says, Ethan, could you just carve that out of the rock? And he says, no, what? No, I we were still working on this. We don't know what this is. And she says, I don't care. Just do it. Uh, he says, as you wish. And he takes the pickaxe and clink, clink, clink. And a little bit later, you see a strangely shaped bone. Uh, it is probably about six or seven inches in length. And it looks like a regular, like, you know, classic, like Marowak bone. But at one end of it, instead of just like the double sided club end, there is a spike and then uh, like a series of side bolts. If that explains it well at all, it like it looks like it looks like a mace kind of. Yeah, it was like thing. It was like almost like a spiked mace. It looks like a mace that's made out of bone. Yeah. Um, And Bean enjoys it a lot. Do you let him hold it? Yeah. Cool. Um, Bean. Baby baby got a mace. (laughs) Uh, Bean holds the bone and it seems like maybe it's a little like too big for him. Just a little bit. And uh, for the first time ever. It seems like you see a little bit of emotion as a slight smile appears on his face. Just ever so slight. Boy. (laughs) Big smile. She says. Let him have this. It seems like he likes it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) She says, I don't know what the effect will be, but when Pokemon find items that they like, it's a good idea to let them carry it around. Especially him. He hasn't really shown much emotion. (laughs) Yeah. Again, it's very tiny. It's just like the corner of his mouth, but he is, in fact, smiling. (laughs) This is the most emotion I've seen him show in a while. He says, great. I only have so much more time for new trainers, so would you two? Be interested in anything here? Send out cookie. Cookie. Hmm. My cookie has spicy bubbles. He says spicy bubbles. Well, that's quite interesting. Yes, this is phyotype damage. She says, "Oh my, very interesting." Usually, Lava Ridge is a place where fire type Pokemon seem to thrive, especially when Mount Chimney is active. But currently, we've been having problems with that. Regardless, if you've seen fire type techniques from Gumi at such a low level, I'd be curious to see where it comes from here. Do you mind if I... And she pulls out her little satellite laser beam gun thing. Absolutely. Okay. She does it. She scans Cookie up and down. She doesn't get a super good reading, unfortunately. But she says, it seems like you've been training well. This Gumi is probably fairly close to evolution. If it is so keen on fire type attacks, I want to take you over to this room. And she gestures in a way and she kind of huddles over there. And do you all follow her? Yeah. Yeah. You go in a room and it is very hot, but it has very good ventilation. 
there are like fans at the top and there are three different Pokemon that are at like a stack of wood. And there is a muscular looking Pokemon that throws the wood into like a stone walled hole in the ground. And there is a orange Pokemon that is just a cute little lizard with a flame on the tip of its tail. And it is just blowing fire at this wood. And as the fire disintegrates, there's a little pit beneath that pit that catches little black fragments of the scorched wood. She says, Charmander, take a break. And the little lizard turns around and goes, and waddles away in a very cute way. She says, Lava Ridge is famous for a few things. One being the hot springs. Another being the Pokemon gym. And another, which you may not be aware of, is our famous charcoal that is usually given to fire type Pokemon or just used as a great fire starter. When we get fire types in here, I like to offer them to make their own personal charcoal. However, Gumi is not traditionally a fire type. Regardless, if they are capable of fire type techniques, I would like them to try to make their own charcoal here. Are you willing? Yeah. Okay. Have Gumi use spicy bubbles on a piece of wood. Oh, I was going to ask if I could have Quacko assist. How so? Well, wasn't there in Gen 2, like that one Farfetch'd? That, like, you had to chase down, and they were helping, like, them make the charcoal. Mm-hmm. In Azalea Town, yes, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, whatever that Farfetch'd did. I think it was it was splitting wood, right? Uh, was it? I think so. I, mean, like, I, I guess was in the, the wood's already split, and it doesn't... You could yeah. see if Farfetch'd could find, like, the best piece of wood or something, maybe? It, you know, to scratch it. Are you sure? Okay. <laughs> I got yeah. a five, so I need all the help I can get. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Gumi shoots out some spicy bubbles, and they connect. Is that with your modifier to hit, or was yes. that just your roll? Okay, <laughs> your natural roll was like a two. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, Co- Cookie shoots out some bubbles, and uh, they don't seem to affect the wood very much. Unfortunately, um, Professor Mahogany says, "Do you have other fire types? Maybe they could lend a hand somehow." Yeah, I send out solely. I mean, can any of us lend a hand with it? She says, well, my idea here involves fire types. So if you have fire types, then yes. I do. Yeah, we can send a total out to help. Great. She says, now trust me here. Have your fire types attack the Gumi. All right. I like I how mean, little we question it. This is like, have your fire uh, types attack the Gumi. So far. <laughs> oh. um, yeah, roll to hit, don't like roll damage. And if it's a save based on the attack that you're doing, then have Gumi roll that save. Uh, so I was going to do flamethrower. That works. It, it should be dex. So roll, have Gumi roll a dex save, which you kind of want to fail. <laughs> I, I think they can just fail automatically. I, I think you don't have to roll yeah, that save. Like 22 to hit. So. Yeah, okay, yeah. These connect. Um, great. Uh, Gumi, as a dragon, naturally resists these flame attacks as you see them coming into its body. And rather than Gumi just kind of sweating it off, Gumi's purpley skin seems to glow a slight shade of orange. And oh. Professor Mahogany says, now, try it again. And you are granted a plus 10 on your spicy bubble. Oh. Well, I rolled a 16, so that's a 26 for more spicy bubbles. <laughs> yeah, that's that's incredibly good. Um, Gumi, as this dragon, has somehow channeled 
this fiery energy into the log that is sitting in the pit. And it almost immediately just incinerates and it, parts of it crumble beneath the metal grate. And it appears that fresh charcoal has been made. Professor Mahogany lifts up the grate with some tongs and pulls out the finest piece of charcoal. And she says, it looks like it was a success. You should give this to your Gumi. Do you do yeah, that? I do. Um, Gumi is like a slug who doesn't have arms, but it's his body is like kind of amorphous, more or less. So you hand the um, charcoal. <laughs> you, you, you hand the, the piece of charcoal over to Cookie and Cookie looks at it with glee and uh, just kind of like moves their body into it. And it just kind of sinks into the goop. Uh, where it entered the goop, Gumi's body is glowing orange. <laughs> That's great. She says, Gumi's fire type technique should be a little bit more powerful now. And it is true. And on your character sheet, um, Gumi is learning flame burst. It's a little bit better than bubble. Okay. So flame burst instead of bubble? Yep. And I'll send okay. that to you when it's relevant. Uh, yeah, Mahogany says, that seems pretty exciting. I'd love it if you came back and checked in with us if this Gumi sees any further developments. This is very interesting. Yeah. She says, well, I have time for probably one more uh, test here. Oh, good news. We have one person left. She says, excellent. What will it be? Uh, I'm going to toss out Key Lime. Key Lime, the new friend. Yeah. Key Lime hits the field and she looks kind of like confused, but not in a bad way. Just like, oh, this is a new environment. I haven't been here before. This is very interesting. And Mahogany takes a look. She says, oh, yes, Ralts. We're very familiar with Ralts in this region. Did you catch it here? Yeah, I like literally just caught it. She says, oh, excellent. Hoenn is not known for its fairy types. I believe we only have three species around here. And she kind of like counts on her fingers and she's like Jigglypuff, Merrill, Ralts. Yes, I believe only three. So we don't spend a lot of time with fairies. Have you noticed any inclinations from this Ralts? Does it behave in certain ways that you've noticed? Um, it's kind of aggressive, and it was hiding in flowers earlier. That's all I've really noticed so far. He says, oh, very interesting. I have a great idea. If your Ralts is aggressive, let's go over this way. And she takes you into the cafeteria, which is a really weird place to be. <laughs> uh, there's there's some people in lab coats who are like eating like lunch it looks pretty good it smells pretty good it's kind of nice in here um it's pretty sterile looking like it's like a pretty like chrome white cafeteria but there's nice pieces of art on the walls which give it some life she says okay take a look at this she pulls out a spoon from her pocket she says trainers do you know what this is a, sp- a spoon she said you'd be correct cool (laughs) she she hands it down to key lime and she says trainer instruct your ralts to focus okay key lime focus excellent roll roll like an intelligence okay uh for me for ralts for key lime Lime. are is elodie gonna focus as well Absolutely, Elodie is also focusing. Okay, you can you, you can roll an intelligence there too. <laughs> Keelem got a thirteen. Uh-huh. Elodie got a twelve. Ralts is just staring at the spoon, and you notice that as it's staring at it, it seems to bend. 
but not like in the classic magician, like bending it forwards and backwards. It starts to bend in a spiral. It starts twisting around the top. It twists about three times. And she says, excellent. Just wait for it. Wait a little bit longer. And it's spinning, spinning. And she takes it away and she says now. And then she throws the spoon. She throws the spoon into a stand that has a spinning item on it that you didn't notice earlier. But it is, in fact, a stand of cotton candy. She (laughs) she flings it into the stand and the spoon, as she throws it, keeps spinning. And it settles in the cotton candy for a second. And she says, that should be enough time. And she pulls it out. And it seems that in the twist of the spoon, there are twirls of pink that are just built into the spoon now. It's not sticky like cotton candy. Like it is just has cotton candy inside the spoon. She says, because we're familiar with Ralts, we know that it's a psychic and fairy type. This item should enhance both of those abilities. Oh, she hands it over to Ralts. Let's go. The twisted cotton candy spoon. <laughs> Thank you. Is of course. Now I must be going. Have a good day, trainers. And she grabs a tray and she goes to get some lunch. But there goes your session at the Rite of Learning. There you are. Ooh. Do you linger inside? Do you poke around? Do you go back outside? What do you do? I guess we can go meet back up with her, check in, see what she's doing, what she learned, and then shop. Sounds good to me. Cool. Any complaints, Schmidt? No. Okay. Call me out. Because you didn't say anything. Yeah, because everyone said, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just making sure. It's a short walk over to the hot springs and the sand that's in front of it. It looks like, you know, there really shouldn't be a beach here, but it looks kind of like a beach. But um, it, it could be legitimate. Because they're like the the surroundings of Lava Ridge are very mountainy and rocky, so may, probably someone just ground out the cliff that's next to the hot springs and just like made a beach. Because all the beaches is just sand from you know eroded rocks, right? What's cool about this beach is that it has the same brownish pale color that the rocky cliffs are that surround Lava Ridge, but it also has specks of a deep black and white sand as well. So it's a very pretty sand. Um, you see Sam poking around. She's got a notebook. She's just kind of looking at stuff. And there's an old couple who are sitting upright in the sand. And they have their their legs up to their waist are covered in it. And it looks like they're just having a great time. They're wearing sunglasses. Even though it's about 5 p.m., the sun is starting to set. They're trying to get the last of the sunlight as they can get. And they notice you approach, but they don't say anything because they are straight up vibing. There are curious mounds that are around them at their feet. Um, Sam says, oh, hey, how'd it go, guys? It was pretty interesting, actually. I got a spoon. (laughs) She says, wow, very cool. Almost as cool as the sand around here. What was that? We gave the baby a mace. (laughs) My little friend has a a big mace now. (laughs) She takes a look and she says, my goodness, is that a bone? What Pokemon is that from? We don't really know about this. <laughs> he says, but Bean really likes it, so. <laughs> he says, huh, okay. More to the mystery for him. Frostbite peers at the bone mace and looks a little scared of it. Like, just not, oh. not super fond of it. Um, Sam says, so this is really cool. So all these little black pieces in the sand, she holds up her hand full of sand. She says, this is all obsidian glass. Apparently, oh. back in the day, um, everyone used it as... Uh, a way to keep their rooms, their houses cool during the hot summers. 
However, now that we have air conditioning and obsidian is a very bad, uh, you know, material for glass since it's not transparent, everyone has switched over to standard sand glass. But I just thought that was very interesting. That's cool. Um, she says, Cindy, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't you once say that your family had something to do with Pokemon breeding at some point? I said my grandparents had a really good relationship with the Pokemon breeders. She says, interesting. Okay, I thought so. So apparently this particular spot in Loveridge is very popular in Hoenn for people who train competitive Pokemon. Apparently by resting your Pokemon eggs in the sand here, they hatch faster. I just thought that was so interesting. I carry these incubators on me and it, I just feel silly now that I could just have brought my eggs to Loveridge. Who would have thought? Um, there is an old couple and they are they're overhearing this conversation. They're listening in. And they say, well, it's true. All the competitive trainers bring their eggs here to hatch. But what's sad is that once they get the Pokemon specimen they're looking for, they just leave their other eggs here. So we have a bit of an excess and we're waiting for them to hatch. And they, she kind of like gestures down to three eggs that are hanging out in the sand. Oh. What do you think they might be? She says, well, I'm not sure. We're not trainers, but do, do you want to take a look? Yes. Okay. Yes. Cool. I want a baby. <laughs> there are three eggs. Uh, I don't think it makes sense for me to rule like a perception because you have all the time that you need to take a look at them to, to gander at them. Um, one of them is like a pale but very pleasant purple. Um, it is a heavier and slightly larger eggs from the others. And there are hints of brown on it. It has some stripes, really faint stripes. Um, so it's like purple, brown, very thin, faint black stripes towards the bottom. Um, one of the eggs is really, truly beautiful. Um, it, from the thicker part of the egg on the bottom, there, it's a fully white egg. Sorry, I should clarify. It's fully white, and then on the bottom, there is, it looks like a flower or flames of red at the bottom. And then towards the top, there are specks of a brilliant light blue and brown. And there's black as well. The third egg, third and final egg, is just yellow. It is a yellow egg. <laughs> that is all that you get from it. It's just yellow. Damn. <laughs> she it says, I don't remember which trainers were, were here recently and what Pokemon they were looking for, but these three eggs were left behind. We would love it if at least one of them were given a new home if you trainers were interested. Yes. I mean, the old man who's next to her speaks up and he says, I still want one. So you got to leave one for me. So the old woman says, go ahead, pick two. Go for it. Symmetra pipes up and says, I have more egg incubators if you need them. Gimli, do you still have my old one? Oh, yeah, yeah, I do. She says, awesome. Well, you might as well, you know, she says, you might as well hold on to it if you're going to pick up an egg here. So the party has a choice of two Pokemon eggs here left over from trainers who are breeding for competitive purposes. There could be some very potent Pokemon in these eggs. Which two do they choose? And how do you decide who takes what eggs and who takes no eggs? Because you only get two of them. Well, I, as a party member, already got an egg once. So I will forfeit that right to anyone else who wants it. So you all can fight amongst yourselves. Flames. The white one with the red on the bottom and the specks of black and light blue and brown. Yes. Is anyone going to fight you for it? I think that's fair. Okay. Great. 
Cindy chooses the baby. Look at that. Um, Gimli, do you offer your egg incubator? I do. Okay. You put the egg in the incubator, and Cindy, you got a baby with you. You can probably fit Yay. it in your backpack. You can carry it around. You can do whatever you want. Sounds like a plan. Um, Soli's flash fire ability will let it hatch slightly faster, which is very exciting for you. No, nah, you got this egg. It's all you, girl. All right. Well, you all know me, and we do. Yeah. I'm probably gonna go for the purple. Do one. we though? <laughs> yeah, I think the purple one is a uh, definitely. Are you sure you don't want the the straight up yellow egg? Yeah, no, we're going purple. Okay. You take the yellow egg. Do you receive an incubator from or Sam? The, pur- the purple. Or sorry, purple. I said yellow. <laughs> I was like, jokes on you! I'm forcing you to take the plain yellow, yellow one. one. <laughs> no, yeah. um, you so the yellow egg. Gotcha. No. You take the purple egg that has hints of tan and, and black stripes. Um, and you receive an incubator from Sam, and you also have an egg on you. Very exciting. When will it hatch? We will only know when we make daily D100 checks. Uh, the classic. The classic. Um, the, the old lady says, I'm glad that these will find homes with trainers, because otherwise we were just going to have them work around the village and help out inside the Rite of Learning or something. So I'm glad that you're taking them. The old man scoops up the yellow egg and embraces it. And he says, it'll be like a new grandson. And he holds it tight to his chest. <laughs> oh. Sam says, the speech is pretty cool, but I think I'm, I'm done with it. Uh, are you guys going to do a little bit more looking around town? What's your plan right now? I think we we're going to check out the little shops, right? Time to go shopping. She says, okay, that sounds like fun. I'm going to go check out Jagged Pass a little bit. Okay. Uh, I just want to take a look at it. It's been a while since I've been here. So uh, I know where to find you in a little bit. I'm assuming that when night falls, we're probably going to crash at the Pokemon Center, right? Yeah. Yes. She says, okay, if you need me, you know where to find me. Just shout my Absolutely. name at the summit or at the foot of the mountain and I'll come get you. Gotcha. And she scurries off in frostbite close behind. Uh, apparently it's shopping time. There is your traditional classic Pokemon Mart. Um, there is a shop that says Loveridge Fine Herbs. There, uh. <laughs> there's a shop <laughs> that says Hot Springs Toys and Trinkets. And then it seems like there is a child who is selling things at a makeshift stand. And then there's a bunch of homes. <laughs> if we could, we could shop at the homes. <laughs> I mean, you knock on the door and see what's going on. Like, <laughs> it's like in the games. What are you paddling? I'm invading your house. People just walk in like, why are you here? Like, what do you mean? Just start digging through their trash. Be like, yeah. <laughs> Looking at the library, reading books. I would love to investigate this little stand that's going on. Here with yeah. The what's the child selling? Okay. There is a small child. They... Look like they they must have just learned to talk like this is insane that they're doing this. They must be like four years old. Um, There is a jug of lemonade that is about the size of them. And there is a plate of many, many brown cookies. Nice. And they say, "Uh, uh, uh, hi, customers. I'm selling food. Do you want some? Please? Yes, please. The little kid says, "Okay, okay. what do you want? Uh, how how much other things do you have? 
the kid looks at the cookies and points and says five hundred dollars and points at the lemonade and says six million dollars. I feel like your prices might be a little high. No, no, no. Give him five hundred dollars. Come on. Uh, I don't I don't have five hundred dollars. I don't think any of us have five hundred dollars. Yeah, no. The child says I'm really poor after Sully's evolution. The child says, Well, I'm poor too. I'm just a kid. But if you if you think there's a better price, what do you think? I'm no salesman or a baker, but we do have a baker. Do you, what, what do you think the price of those cookies are? Right. Uh, make, make, make an evaluation of this antique roadshow over cookies. I don't want to short sell him. I mean, or this child, like they seem like this you child. Know, they need money. <laughs> this is also a baby. Yeah, this is a child. These cookies. I, I don't. Well, I know yeah, you don't want to short sell them. Do you think of the quality of these cookies? Lemonade. Put on your put on yeah. your your Baker Gordon Ramsay pants. Yeah. I was like, I know you said this children about the quality of their cookies. Right. You don't want to short sell them. They want six million dollars for their lemonade. You are discussing this and out of the corner of your eye, you notice just like there is just snot coming out of their nose. Oh, good Lord. They are just a child. Just taking everything inside of me not to bully this child. <laughs> oh, my God. Stop. Pay five dollars for the cookies. Uh, roll a charisma. Okay. Gordon Ramsay, this child. I got a 15. <laughs> a 15? Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, 15. The child stares at the cookies very intensely and furrows their brow. They think and they think and it looks like they might start to cry. Uh-huh. And then they look at Ellie and they say, okay. <laughs> Money, please. I will give, I will give them $5. <laughs> okay. Um, you give the kid the $5 bill and the kid goes, yippee, and just leaves. They, they they just turn around and they walk into a house. That's awesome. <laughs> I guess we try the go. Do we buy all the cookies? The plate of Did cookies is everything? there. I mean, if we just buy all. Is there the anything cookies? special about these cookies? Uh, they look like the kid did not make them. They don't look okay. like they're like commercial industrial cookies, but like they look homemade. But the kid did not make them. If the right. kid made they're them, there like are some cookies. Like, they're just like regular cookies. They might be lava cookies. There's a chance. I'm just, I'm just gonna take one because I paid for it. Okay. <laughs> the rest of you are free to do whatever you want. And then left. <laughs> oh, you want, you want to come back? You want to sell lemonade, maybe? <laughs> um, I think we just uh, leave them be. <laughs> the kid comes running out of a house, but does not engage with your question and is just running into a different building in the center the the shopping center that you were in guess right. i'm all gonna drink here <laughs> just, we can we can probably go <laughs> yeah, we can probably leave, uh... yeah it's fine How, how's the cookie did you did you try it <laughs> are you gonna try it uh sure yeah i'll try it okay i'll give just... a little nibble to cabbage as well okay you both try the cookie it is very good um you are a baker and you've had your fair share of cookies and you make them very well. You would think that this is something that like your manager Antoine would make if he was trying to like impress someone, like impress a new client or something like for an event. Um, it's quite good. Dare you say it's almost worth the nice. $5. Yeah, this cookie is worth $5 and a wow. weird experience with the kid. Yeah. I mean, that part's priceless. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, weird children not- together. Yeah. 
<laughs> this thought about the guy. Okay. Okay. So you were here at the unattended uh, kid food stand. What's next for you? Um, I think we're ready to move on. Probably check out so the Pokemon. Yeah, the Pokemart and see if we can finagle a discount. <laughs> the classic Quacko Paco move. Yeah. Of course. We save Pablo. Quacko Paco deal hunters. <laughs> you go to the Pokemon Mart. There's no one else in here. Music is quietly playing in the background. There's a shopkeeper. The the shopkeep is chilling. They're in a spinny chair. And they're like, <laughs> as you enter the door, they are going in circles. And they see you come in and they put their feet on the ground to quickly stabilize and say, oh, welcome. Welcome in. Welcome to uh, welcome to Gray Mart. And on the counter, there is a what looks to be just like a metal orb just sitting on the counter. It's got it's like very a out of character for the <laughs> a metal orb. Oh, never mind. It is in character. Never mind. Shopkeep Gray says, please take your time. Let me know what I can get you. Um, are you looking at anything for particular? Are you looking for this is me, not Gray. What are you looking for? Just general shopping. I have one more premiere ball left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like more bogey balls. Okay. Yeah. Do you have any, uh, any bowls for sale? Gray says, absolutely. And there's a case in the front where they are sitting. You can peer inside. There are, in fact, pokeballs, great balls, ultra balls. There are more as well. There is one ball that is mostly green, has little specks of color around the center where the button is. Nice. There, there is a ball that is a deep silver with little blue lumps on it towards the front. Oh, I got one of those. There is a ball that is a pale blue, black, and has a little crescent on the front. There is a ball that is blue on the top, a uh, rocky red on the bottom, and there is a single flame that surrounds the button. They say, we got a whole bunch of the Pokeballs, Great Balls, and Ultra Balls. I have one each of the Friend Ball, Heavy Ball, Moon Ball, and Lava Ridge Ball. The Pokeballs cost 20. The Great Balls cost 35. The Ultra Balls cost 45. And if you you catch, if you buy more than five of those tiered balls, you get a Premier Ball thrown in. Um, And then each of the Special Balls costs 50. Like name drop Pablo. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Here we go. I hate this. Part Every it time. Part it up. You know Pablo. Uh, are you of saying this? Belonging to K of Kmart. Yeah, are you are you related to K of Kmart? Gray says, K, of course I know K. He's like a brother to me. And he pulls out a framed photo of just like 30 people that all look pretty much the same. And there's a whole bunch of little electric rats on, on this like group photo. They're out on a field. They're like sitting in chairs and um, they're all yeah, like a lot of y'all. And it's, it's crazy how y'all have the different shops and y'all related. It's really cool. Gray says, thanks. You could say it runs in the family. Probably. Um, so I don't know if you've heard what happened to Pablo. <laughs> Once you say what happened to Pablo, Gray just immediately starts sobbing. Just tears just come out immediately. And he says, What'd they do to Pablo? The little metal orb unfurls and it reveals a hedgehog. And the hedgehog yeah. looks very angry and starts sparking a lot. Um, oh. In fact, I kind of want uh, who's on the left? Schmidt, make a, make a dexterity save. 
Motherfucker, I'm not even a part of this. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Uh, Dex. Plus, okay. Okay, I got a six. Okay. Um, you get if zapped. I get from this. <laughs> you you get pieces z- of shit. You get zapped and uh, you take. Yep. Take four electric damage as you straight up just got attacked by Togedomaru because of how much of how distressed it was by the fact that Pablo might have gotten hurt. Pablo's fine uh, now. No, Pablo's fine. We actually had to rescue Pablo. That's why I can't yeah. bring it. I'm not fine. <laughs> Pablo was kidnapped and we saved him. Um the the sobbing gray, his frown turns into a smile, but he continues to sob. He says I can't believe trainers like you would do something so brave for Pablo. And the little hedgehog begins to cry as well. Um, There's a small puddle of tears forming on the counter. Um, I will still need a charisma check, probably from Cindy, because Cindy's been doing most of the talking. Can I get some kind of discount for the the pain and suffering that I've endured? Fifteen. He's pretty convinced. Um, Gray says, I would do anything for a group of trainers who would save Pablo's life. Uh, you! And he points directly at Schmidt. Almost in like an insulting way, but he points at you. Piece of shit. He says, you can pick any of the $50 balls you want. I'll give it to you on the house. Okay. All right. I'm sorry for my little togi here. Sometimes he gets a little out of control. I'm going to show you out of control one of these days. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll take the friend ball. He says, perfect. He grabs it. He puts it in like a fancy little box. That says Gray Mart Friend Ball. And he hands it to you. He yeah, says, cool. I'm very sorry. It won't happen again. That's on my page. Um, he says, For the rest of you, let me know what you want and we can work something out. Uh, I'll, I'm actually looking at the heavy ball. He says, Okay. I'll give that to you for half off, 25. Sounds good. I'll take it. He does so. He puts it in a little box that says Gray Mart Heavy Ball. Hands it to you. It's actually kind of heavy. Uh, yeah, I have one already, so. Yeah, nice. Definitely use that weight. He says, you don't, have to, don't just have to buy Pokeballs. You know, we have clothing. We have battle items. We have food. Rations, whatever you want to call it. We have travel gear. Whatever you're looking for. True. Can I am poor, so I will take one Pokeball, please. He says, absolutely. And you know what? On the house. And he gives you Premier Ball as well. You still have to pay for the Pokeball. It's a five. Pay pay him him five. Yep, we'll pay. It's five. Pay him. him. Yeah. (laughs) It's on the house, but it's actually five (laughs) dollars. The Premier Ball is on the house. Premier Ball is on the house. Can I get the Moon Ball? Gray looks directly at Elodie's eyes and says, yes, anything for the heroes to save Pablo. And he again gets a little box that says Moon Ball from Graymark and hands it over to Elodie for 25. Uh, Gray says, I hope you heroes didn't just come in just for the Pokeballs. Is there anything else um, I can get you? I'm actually curious. Uh, my my little friend Bean here, I, I don't know if you've seen him because he's obviously outside his ball. He has this club. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what if there's anything in the shop that like we can like put for him to like give him something to carry the club with? Because he's very attached to it. He says, oh, I see. Do, are you like holding Bean or did you just gesture to him in your overalls or what? what how did you place Bean? Well, right now it's like um, I mean, I have to hold the club for him. Okay. Because he's, he's still in my overalls. Yeah, he just he's vibing there. But right, I don't, I don't think he has a club in my overalls, so it'd be kind um, of unreasonable. 
Gray says, well, I don't usually do a tire for small dinosaurs, but we can probably work something out. Uh, Are you looking for like a a case or a bag or like, you know, anything? I think not even as much of a bag like it can still be exposed. Gray thinks back and he says, have you all ever been to been to the gallery region? Um, I haven't, but can't speak for everybody else. He says, there's a Pokemon over there called Rapidash, but it's different from a Rapidash that we sometimes see in Hoenn. It's a, it's apparently, uh, it's a white color. It's got purple and pink on. It's very majestic and beautiful. Back in the day, I don't know how long ago, hundreds of years, thousands of years. I'm, I'm not a historian. Who knows? Back in the day, there was a competition called jousting where men would ride these horses holding poles and just ram into each other. It was, it was a gory, disgusting sport. But that's not the point of the story. The point of the story is that while they were riding these horses, they wore like braces on their arms that had slots that could let them grip what they were jousting with without danger of it falling out of their hands. Oh. Now, I obviously, as I said, I don't carry stuff for tiny dinosaurs, but like maybe we can make something out of what we have. I have kid-sized mittens, so like maybe... That would be interesting. Cool. He says, well, if you want to try these with these mittens, what color do you want? Yeah, what color do I want? What color do you guys have? He's he's also. pulls out a box and he's like, yeah, uh, it's pretty hot in Lovridge. So no, no one ever buys mittens. So we have all the colors that you could ever want. <laughs> it's interesting. You guys stock these. I mean, I guess you would just in case. But um, hmm. let's see if we can find something to uh, Matt Bean's little Tommy color here. <laughs> so black mittens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Gray says, yeah, that's not a problem. Pulls out some black bins and he says, okay, so I feel like if we just took a little bit of rope and a little Mm -hmm. bit of of genius and he goes and he finds like um, in the in the like trainer travel area, there's like clips and screws and all sorts of like kind of almost hardware tools. And he finds like a a, like a pretty wide socket. It's like a a metal. It can like slide into things more or less. You know what I'm describing, and he says yeah. we can we can fashion this into the mitten, and he puts the little mittens on Bean really quick, and he says do those look like they fit. They look very cute. Nice. He says, do these look good? You want to go with them? I think so. How much? He says, oh, the mittens like no one's going to buy them. I can give them two bucks. Who cares? Yeah, that's fine. Um, and then he says, okay, do you want me to try to put this together with what I have here, or would you rather take it and do it yourself? Um, I mean, we could try here. Might as well. He says, great. And he gets all of his materials. He, he's got some like uh, some thin like cable, like some like bungee cable, but it's like a rope yeah, and yeah. the socket and the mitten. And he's going to attempt to put them all together into like a wearable tool mounting item for Bean. And he gets a natural 18. Pretty oh, wow. good. Damn. He fashions it all together. He says, OK, try this out. Do you let Bean put on the mittens? I do, yeah. OK. Bean puts on the mittens. Um, and there's a little clamp where it seems like you can, it opens up because the bottom of the bone is thick, that it's yeah. thicker than the center. So you can like clamp it in. Do you do that? Yeah. Okay. You do that. Bean gets happy again, just very slightly. He also looks very stupid and cute wearing the mittens. Of course. So here's how the mittens are going to go. Um, when the, when Bean is wearing them, uh, his dexterity is minus five. Any okay. dex check is minus five. It's very bad. However, right. his his uh, damage is going to be plus six 
So write yeah. that somewhere. Okay. Damage uh, dealt is going to be plus six, like no matter what it is. So, okay. So I'll just do mittens. That's like a held item almost. Yeah, for sure. You can't hold anything else. Yeah, because I have held items a lot. So I'm just yeah. Gonna... Um, <laughs> Gray wipes a bead of sweat from his brow and says, oof, that took more out of me than I thought. Can mm. I get you trainers? Anything else that you're looking for? Are you heading out? I think so. I'm definitely good. Okay. You walk outside of the mart. As you do, you notice that in front of the Pokemon Center, there is a tall, dashing, handsome young man. Oh. He is standing there and he has an air of authority about him. And he hmm. is talking to a group of excited young trainers. Next to this man is what can only be described. You know, no, you've seen it before. It's a fighting chicken. It is, in fact, Blaziken. It is similar oh. to the Blaziken that you saw during the siege on Maville City. It's not the same one. But it catches your attention because there is like a group of four or five people who are talking to this man who just looks like he's smiling and chatting and they're just having a, a grand old time. They're outside the Pokemon Center. You don't necessarily have to engage, but I'm letting you know that's what's happening. Oh, yeah, we headed that way or are we going to the herb store? I'm down to go to the herb store. Shopping okay. shopping sessions are like, where are we going? Herb store? Herb store? Like, it's just so funny. Just like, well, you guys have had conversations like, oh, like, which, who do we target who's threatening our lives right now? And then now it's like, herb store? Yeah, that sounds good. It's just funny. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's such a weird <laughs> episode's like man did we do something dangerous like yeah. last session it's like nah it's just like herbs yeah cool you do that you cool. go to Loveridge's fine herbs you walk inside and you are immediately bombarded with just like smells it's a lot of smells and they're not necessarily like great it kind of reminds you of the incense shop that was uh in in Maville city um but just more natural and less kind of synthetic kind of stuff not all incense right. is, is synthetic but everything here is herbs tons of herbs um, there is an old man behind the counter, kind of reminds you of the guy who was out sunbathing, but not. And he says, welcome in, young trainers. May I interest you in some fine medicinal herbs? I'm just here for the vibes. What do they do? The old man says, great question, young lady. Let me tell you. And he points at the shelves and the counters, and he says, here we sell energy powder, which um, heals your Pokemon a slight amount. We have an energy root, and he points to like a, it looks like a hairy plant root, and he says this will heal your Pokemon's HP a good amount. It's also great for making soups. He points to a different powder that's in like a, a jar. He says this is the heal powder. It will cure your Pokemon from any status conditions. They are useful. And then he points at a sealed behind a glass case a stack of leafy plant herbs. He says, this here is a revival herb. It's very fancy, very precious. It will revive a fainted Pokemon if you waft it in front of their face. Anyone interested in some fine herbs? <laughs> fine medicinal herbs? Yeah. As you ask that question, you notice that to your left, a small child appears behind you. No. It's not the same small child. It's a different okay. small child. <laughs> Um, and he is looking at the shopkeeper and he says, are any of you interested in fine medicinal herbs? I looked at the shopkeeper and said that. Yes. 
such a weird question. Did that child just make fun of you? <laughs> the shopkeeper just ignores the child. Just didn't make oh. eye contact and not looking at him at all. And he's just kind of gesturing at the at the herbs and the plants. He says, are you interested? Do, um, well, you, you only have the medicinal ones. Do you have any non-medicinal like type herbs for sale? The old man starts to speak and he says, yes. And then the small kid says, do you have any non-medicinal ones for chance? And the old man just continues to ignore the child and says, yeah, we, the yes, DM really wants me to hunt the child. today." <laughs> the old man says, yeah, we have plenty of herbs that are very useful for cooking. Mm-hmm. And he shows you mm-hmm. the classic assortment of real life, useful herbs, as well as ones that uh, are, you know, native to the Pokemon world that you'd be familiar with, such as Badu root. Um, there's time. There's rosemary, there's sage, there's um, chikorita shed, as it's called, because they don't want to be too too mean about it. But it is, in fact, just a big leaf off of a chikorita. Um, but they grow back quickly, so they, they usually don't mind. In fact, some of them enjoy it. Um, well, our resident uh, professional baker. Yeah. Are you interested in any cooking herbs? How much are the cooking herbs? He says, we sell them a la carte based on their weight. Or you can get to the variety pack for 40 Poke Dollars. And then the small child says, variety pack for 40 Poke Dollars. I don't see using these a lot. Fair enough. He says, Uh, that's understandable. Adventurers like to often spice up their bland meals with it, but I don't know what you usually eat on your travels. And the small kid says, eat on your travels. (laughs) I mean, I'm, I'm good. I oh, you guys, you know. Um, hmm. Hey, what do I have as a collective for healing? How much are um the either energy root or powder? He says the energy powder is 15. The energy root is 18. Yeah, I'll take an energy root. Very well. He says you may pick it out if you like, and they all just kind of look like like they are roots to plants, but they look like flexing muscles. It's very funny. And you can choose which one you want. Um, uh, yeah, can we describe what kind of how how they're flexing? Yeah, so um, they all look like flexing biceps more or less. There is sure. one that has a large fist. There is mm-hmm. one that has a particularly curved elbow, okay. and there is one that is extra hairy with roots. I'll take the one with the large fist. Okay, you do that, and he puts it in a little bag for you. He says, "There you are, sir." And then the small child says, "There you are, sir." And the old man says, "Son." This is the last time I need you to leave me alone. And then the kid says, I need you to leave me alone. And the old man just turns back and looks at the group. He says, is there anything else I can get you? Can I look at the kid? Yeah, you can. I I go up to the kid and I say, hey, kid, have you ever heard of a Pokemon called Slugma? The kid says, have you ever heard of a Pokemon called Slugma? Slugma nuts. And then I thump him on the head. What do you thump him on the head with? My finger. Oh, okay. Uh, do, you, do you want to roll damage? Slusher. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, actually, make this a wisdom check and he'll take emotional damage. That's <laughs> uh, six. Okay. Uh, that was off a d20. I didn't know if you wanted me to roll something yeah, else. Yeah, that but... will not um, connect, but <laughs> when you thump him on the head, he it his looks like his like eyes spin a little bit. And he kind of shakes his head and he says, ah, I've been spending too much time with my chat hot. 
And um, I'll say outside the door, you see a chat hot that is behind the glass and you can hear it say, I'll say from behind the glass. My uh, chat hot's only really good for one thing, and it's the move mimic. Hmm. He says, I would love it if if chat could teach mimic to a different Pokemon and hopefully he'd be able to forget about it. Would you would any of you be willing to exchange moves? <laughs> Not dog. <laughs> I don't think any of my mons could really learn Mimic, so. Says, okay, I guess I'll just go back and be hypnotized tomorrow and start mimicking everyone all over again. And oh, wait, 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 wait. And then he, 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 he looks at the old man and he says, I'm sorry, shopkeeper. I won't do it again. I'll try not <laughs> to at least. Dad. Sorry, shopkeeper father. <laughs> I think he said son as like an old man be like now now boy. Oh okay, I get not it. Like now. my child's like, son. Yeah. Like, his dad is shopkeeper. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, sorry, shopkeeper. Is that a is that a family name or <laughs> <laughs> And the, the boy no, no, starts to, to leave sad. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna catch up to him and I'll say Okay, okay. Here you can try and have it teach mimic to my Ralts here, and I'm gonna pull out key lime. Okay. Key Lime hits the field and shares that chat hot. Um, Key Lime sees a Pokemon that's never seen before and backs away a little bit startled. And then chat hot immediately does the same thing. Mimicking the movements of Key Lime. The little boy says, Oh, Ralts, I love these little guys. Okay, Ralts. You just gotta do exactly what chat thought does. You think Key Lime has what's... Has skill to do that key lime can do it i believe in key lime believe in key lime okay um the little kid says chatot use air slash and chatot fires off an air slash just in a direction not at key lime and then have key lime make a d20 roll key lime focuses and holds out her little cotton candy spoon and uh nothing quite comes of it and the little kid says okay this will be better he says, make Ralts use an attack. Um, I'll have Ralts go for a growl. Okay. Ralts makes a growl. And Chatot imitates the growl perfectly, amazingly. And this kind of inspires Ralts a little bit. Um, the little kid says, okay, we're going to do the air slash one more time. <laughs> Fires off air slash in the air. Um, then we're going to have Ralts attempt to use Mimic. Roll a d20. Oh. That was a natural 20. Let's go. Somehow, miraculously, Ralts' eyes glow a mystical psychic blue. And then from its little outstretched hand, fires off blades of air into the sky. And the little kid cheers. He says, yay! You did it, Ralts! And then Chatot lets off a little triumphant. And the little kid says, finally, maybe I can get some sleep tonight. Oh, my God. And then uh, he says, thank you, trainers. Oh, wait, hold on. And he reaches into his pocket. Oh, boy. Uh, he rolled a one. Oh, no. He reaches into his pocket oh, no. and he finds. It's just a turd. <laughs> he finds a Get piece lamp. of he finds a piece of chewing gum that's like in a wrapper. And he's like, you can have this little lady. And he hands it over to you. <laughs> 
Well, I'm gonna grab it with like two fingers, like pinching it. Yeah, it's it's definitely um, ABC gum for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just already chew gum. Um, he says bye, everyone, and he <laughs> runs towards a house. Um, oh, and as uh, soon as he leaves, I'm gonna throw out the gum. Okay, <laughs> that's fair. Um, roll a stealth. Okay, okay. so in case you see, throw the gum. Okay. All right. That's All right. so funny. I got a fourteen. Okay, okay. that's good enough. He, he doesn't notice. Um, Keylime can learn mimic. You have to replace a move for it. Just letting I you know. I will, in fact, be replacing growl. Okay, that's what I thought. Cool. <laughs> um, it it does what you think, but I'll probably send it to you anyways. Um, as an action, you can for the rest of the encounter. Use the move that was last moved by a different Pokemon. Um, Got a cool. Cool. I was going to say, can you mimic like legendary actions or maybe? Oh, yeah. Who knows? <laughs> Does Keylime have what it takes? Yeah, it's probably like more demanding. Oh, it's probably like a save. Yeah. 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 It's not like, oh, Keylime, use Roar of Time. Like, oh, like... <laughs> that classic Yalga encounter that we're always having. Yeah. yeah. You never it know. It comes up. Yeah. <laughs> In the uh, wrong region. No, this this D and D is definitely like a, just a randomizer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you exit the herb shop. You got an energy root. That's something. Yep. You notice that handsome, charming, popular, tall trainer with the Blaziken um, walk into the Lavridge Pokemon gym. It is probably about six thirty p.m. The sun is starting to set because you're kind of high up, so the mountains make it set earlier, if that makes sense, because your horizon is further up. You guys want to go scoop up Sam and then start to settle in for today? Yeah. Plan to go to the gym tomorrow? Sounds good. good. Cool, so you're going to head to Jacket Pass scoop up Sam? Yeah, I think so. Okay. You do that. Um, Nothing too crazy is happening. You see um, there are a lot of Pokemon about. There are... Um, one that you saw earlier at the Wind Street house, which you know to be Meditite, just kind of carefully ins- watching Sam as she has um, her notebook out and she's just looking. She's sitting on a rock and just looking up the mountain and it looks like she's sketching. Hmm. Looks like she's sketching up the hill. She sees you come up and she says, oh, hey, great to see you. Are you all done in town? Yeah. Uh, are we going to go turn in for the night or what? Yeah. <laughs> um, Cindy, roll a perception. Okay. It's like roll charisma for that, yeah. <laughs> charisma. <laughs> Sam's like, no, we're not turning. I'm not in. really convinced by your yeah. Perception is wisdom. So that's a seventeen. Okay, you screw up, Sam, and everything seems to be fine. Um, the Pokemon that were carefully inspecting Sam turn around, go back into the grass. They, it was clear that she was not a threat, but they were just keeping an eye on her regardless. As you will turn around to head back into town, Cindy is the last one to do so. She notices. That towards the top of the rocky jagged pass, she sees a quadrupedal Pokemon that is mostly white, and it has dark skin on its feet and face, and a scythe on its head. It makes eye contact with Cindy and runs away. Oh my God! Oh no! And that's where oh we end no. the session tonight. Oh no! no. 
Thank you for listening to yet another delightful shopping session of Dunsvars and Drampa. I'd like to give a special thanks to our newest Patreon member, Nimbus Actual. You can join Nimbus and all of our other incredibly rad Patreon supporters by finding the link on our Linktree page being l-i-n-k-t-r dot e-e slash Dunsparce. You can support the show for free by recommending it to your friends and joining the discussions on our Twitter and our Discord channel. All of those are at the Linktree page as well. Thank you for listening, and we hope to see you next week for the Lava Ridge Gym Challenges. Which of your Pokemon are Gatekeep, Gaslight, Girl Boss, and Gift Sub? Oh gosh. <laughs> Gift Sub. Um, uh, well, clearly, based on that last encounter, I would say Cabbage, Cabbage Gaslight. Gaslight. Yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Poppy is Girl Boss, and yeah. Grape Juice is um, Gatekeep? Gatekeep. Okay. Yeah. Girls can be Gift Sub. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Are you naming them Gift Sub? <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, no, good. No. Yeah, you probably shouldn't. Um, you put that in quotes on your sheet. <laughs> Name them tier three. <laughs> tier three. <laughs> it's tier three gifts, have you?